Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network, week number eight, Pierre. That means that we are, I, I, I don't know, it's not halfway home. It's, there's only 18 weeks, but I mean, it's like the, you know, the last couple of weeks feel like they're kind of sloppy at best for DFS stuff. And so we are approaching the halfway mark as far as I'm concerned of predictability in the DFS world. Yeah, I mean, we're we're almost there, almost to the halfway point. Uh, you look at where it would have been previously with 17 weeks, we would have been just at it. But given the extra week now, it's getting close. It's crazy how how quickly football season goes. But we're starting to get more data, starting to see more trends. And uh, hopefully we can take advantage of that. Yeah, I hope so, too. Our last week's winner took advantage of it for sure. Our Week 7 DFS Dreamer DraftKings contest that we hold each and every week. Uh, You know the guy pretty well, I believe. (laughs) Yeah, you should, too. It's uh, old J.B. Barry. So Coach Barry Tan is the the username on DraftKings. So been a part of uh, Fantasy Impact today with the the Fantasy Magnets, I believe it was. And so friend of of ours, friend of the show, uh, went with Joe Burrow at quarterback, who had a huge game. Uh, put up 42 fantasy points, uh, had Josh Jacobs, who many of us had, uh, and his 39 points, uh, had Damian Pierce, T. Higgins to go with Burrow, Michael Gallup, who actually got zero, uh, Wendell Robinson, Evan Ingram, Austin Eckler, uh, and his 36.7, and then the Jets D, uh, who was very popular. So Burrow, Jacobs, Pierce, T. Higgins, Michael Gallup, Wendell Robinson, Evan Ingram, Austin Eckler, New York Jets for 177.14. That's good. That's a good score. Uh, JB Barry, of course, at Fantasy Coach JV over on Twitter. Very active and involved in the fantasy community. Please go give him a follow if you have a chance to. He writes over at Razzball, does the DFS Flash article each and every week, does the fantasy bestie stuff with a bunch of people as mm-hmm. well. So uh, very active in the community, as well as you are, Pierre, at Peewee31 is Pierre's Twitter handle. You can follow him over there. NFI Today with a little underscore is the Fantasy Impact Today network Twitter handle. And, of course, I am at Loafinit. Loafing it at Loafing it, Pierre. Uh, we have got several games this weekend, and I'm going to quiz you. We have not talked beforehand about this quiz or not, but uh, the, the, who has the highest game total this week on the DFS slate? I know this because I've kind of been set. I start setting lineups like Sunday night as soon as it unlocks, but it's, uh, it's Miami and the Lions unless something has changed. No, it is 51 and a half right now. Do you believe that that total is going to be true? I think it can. Um, for one, the, the Lions defense is just not really good. I know they play well there at Dallas, but part of that is also their offense. Um, their offense isn't great on the road. Uh, even when you look at, at Jared Goff, I know we're getting the quarterbacks. Like his home road splits, he's averaging 19.4 at home over the last two years, only 11.8 on the road. Um, so you expect their offense to, for one, be a, a little bit better um, at home. But in addition, they can't stop anybody. And when you look at who's coming in with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and those guys, I do think that this can go over being an indoors game uh, on the fast turf, et cetera. Okay, all right. I I I think this was going to go under that total, and and you know I give a knee jerk reaction a little bit sometimes without thinking really hard. We always take an early look at this on Tuesday afternoon a little bit, mm-hmm. and of course we've been marinating on it for a couple of days now. But uh, maybe as Sunday approaches, I'll change my mind. But right now, from a knee jerk reaction, I just can't see this one reaching that fifty one and a half. But I, I do like what you're saying about Jared Goff being better at home. Another one right there is Las Vegas and New Orleans at forty nine and a half, and we got Philadelphia and them too right up there. All right. Who has the lowest game total this week, Pierre? 
Uh, it's probably us. Is it the, the, Colts, the Commanders? <laughs> it is. It's Indianapolis oh, and Washington. <laughs> I was hoping I was wrong. <laughs> well, and, and the two quarterbacks there, Ellinger and, of course, Heineke, those guys are adding to this low point total. And once again, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with this one, only reaching that 40 mark. I think that it could get higher. I'm not impressed terribly by either one of these defenses. And, you know, if we don't have a lot of film on Ellinger, which I don't know if that we need to, but I, he's probably improved since last year a little bit. And Heineke's always that try-hard guy who's going to get Washington at least 21, 24 points possibly. Yeah, and um, I mean, with Ellinger, obviously the, the question is out, but I can tell you just being an indie guy that he had a heck of a preseason. Uh, keep in mind, that's just your, your third-string defenses that he's playing against, but he looked really good. Um, obviously, that's translated a bit because he got elevated to the backup role a couple weeks ago, which we had, had kind of talked about and pointed out when he surpassed foes. Mm-hmm. So when that happened alone, it felt like something was was taking place. Um, I know Matt Ryan injured his shoulder against the Titans, but the fact that Ellinger kind of beat out foes who they brought in, paid a good amount of money to to be the backup, told me that something was something was up uh, with with Indy, and I think they finally just made the move. And then uh, Heineke on the other side, you know, he just came off the the big win to the Packers. He he unlocked McLaurin a little bit, like I stated was going to happen. And Honestly, these guys kind of remind me of each other where okay. you know, they don't have the strongest arm, but, you know, they can get around with their legs and they're just a lot of heart, like they're gamers, they're leaders. And so I could see this, you know, being an interesting type of battle with two similar type of quarterbacks. We just saw Cooper Rush be a little bit fantasy successful during mm-hmm. that time period when he was a quarterback as well. Do you expect Matt Ryan to be traded? No, I don't think anyone's going to want him. Uh, if we could have protected him a bit, maybe. Um, but given his salary and, and given the the situation throughout the league, I don't know if there's really a team uh, that would need him um, in contention. He, he'd have to be going to a team uh, in contention. So maybe like pay attention to, you know, if somebody gets hurt, you know, here in the next week or so before the trade deadline. But otherwise, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I would try to run that list in my head, too. And I'm going, OK, you know, even like the Lions or something, that's not an upgrade. It's it, it, I, th- mm-hmm. I think about the New York Jets. There's no way Matt Ryan would survive in New York. You know, just just different places like that. I just can't see it happening uh, at all. So it, it's uh, yeah, I agree with you. Matt Ryan might be no, he might be released. He might be released. <laughs> he could I'd say the only place just based off of last night would be interesting would be like a New England. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, they went with Zappy over Matt Jones. Not sure if that will continue, but if they're somehow in the hunt, you could see a Belichick doing something like that personally. But I don't, I don't see a team really yeah, reaching I thought out I, for Matt Ryan. I, I thought about him maybe going back to Atlanta because they're right there in the midst of it. That division seems to be open a little bit. You know, no, no offense to fantasy coach JP, but <laughs> that division seems to be a little bit open. But I don't know if they want to play that Matt Ryan game again. So, yeah. hey, what, who, which team has the highest point total this week? Team um, on the main slate, well, I'd probably say Miami, given they're in the highest total. They do, 27 and a quarter. And which team has the lowest point total, Jay? Well, given that same kind of thought process, I'll say the Commanders, since it's the lowest total and they're on the the road. The home team usually is the the favorite by default with Vegas. 
Okay, it, it's actually the Bears, and Bears at Dallas. So I would want to <laughs> say, hey, jump on the Bears a little bit after their good showing last night, but I, I can't do that at, against that Dallas defense. I know yeah. the Bears looked a little bit better, and these prices went into DraftKings before we saw that game last night, so it would probably rise up a little bit if DraftKings had to do it all over again, but I can't do it against the Dallas defense. I know what that Bears <laughs> offense looks like. I know what it looks like in real time. I don't know what happened in New England last night, but I know what happened uh, during the regular season <laughs> and part of that was him you know getting out of some situations oh, even yeah. last night with fields and that'll be a little bit tougher when you got lawrence and parsons chasing you around <laughs> i i agree uh the over under for our first game carolina at atlanta is at 42 atlanta is favored in this one uh when i asked look at this game here uh pierre i'm sorry there's a they're stormy it's stormy here in alabama so i got a little bit distracted right then i'll be okay though i'm hardwired into the computer we'll be okay and i'm not touching anything metal i do not believe oh but uh when i look at this one i just talked about the quarterback situation mariota is one of those guys that we picked on not to necessarily be able to have a great day passing, but we'd like to play him naked a little bit there. We can't really match him up with anybody. Is this a game that we're looking at doing that with Mariota against this Carolina defense that just came off of a very big victory last week? I mean, yeah, you could. Uh, like you said, Mariota is someone you can play, you know, naked, which just means alone, you know, without stacking up with anyone. Uh, 5400 still really good price tag. He's he's got some some upside. You seen him put up you know 24 uh, at home uh, against the 49ers, which would be you know roughly four and a half times the value. Put up 20 earlier at home uh, against the Saints, so kind of want to play him at home a bit, which is where he'll be. Uh, it could be a struggle uh, to score from both sides of the ball though. Here, uh, I don't mind you know the Carolina side either. Like Philip Walker uh, had a pretty good outing against Tampa, who's for me, a clear better um, defensive team sure. uh, than the Falcons uh, put up 15, you know, which is, you know, right around that three times the value that you look for uh, target DJ Moore. Uh, finally, he got unleashed a little bit. Um, he's only at 5,300 still only went up $400. Uh, saw 10 targets caught seven for 69, a touchdown. Uh, you're looking at the Falcons and, you know, they're not a really good defense. We just saw, you know, Joe Burrow in the winning lineup Ooh. for our DraftKings contest put up 42 <laughs> fantasy points. Not expecting that from, from Walker, but you could see the, the Panthers be able to score the ball. So don't mind Walker. Don't mind DJ Moore. Don't mind the backfield here either. Um, a lot of folks didn't want to play um, Dante Foreman or uh, Chuba Hubbard uh, last week against the Bucks. Both of them were serviceable at, at 4K last week. Foreman put up 19 and a half points. Uh, you saw Hubbard get in the end zone as well, put up 15.3. Uh, their salaries all jumped uh, about $1,300 or so. So not the same discount that you have, but clearly these are going to be the backs. I know Hubbard's kind of questionable right now, so he misses. It becomes the Foreman show. Uh, so I don't mind either of them. I don't mind the, the Falcons running backs either. Again, you're down here in this, 55 to 5K range. Uh, Tyler Algiers, the the main one there for the Falcons. Saw the ball 16 times uh, for 50 and a touchdown uh, against the Bengals, and they were trailing. So if they can get out ahead, he may even get more touches. So there's some plays throughout the board here, even with a low over-under. I wouldn't stack the game by any means, but there's probably a good one or two one-offs if you need that situation. Pierre, I had questions to ask you. I, I got uh -oh. I got like a list of questions, and you answered every single one of them. I didn't have a chance. <laughs> I got one question in. I was, was going to ask you who's the best wide receiver in this game to kind of set you up for the DJ Moore thing. And I, I'm not able to do that because you already took all the 10-target thing away from me. <laughs> so 
I got you. I'm just talking, we're talking game. That's what we're doing. We're talking, Who's, right? Who's the best number three receiver in this game, Pierre? <laughs> so, hey, uh, when we talk about tight ends, though, Kyle Pitts is that guy. Almost scores. He almost scores every single week, it feels like. And he's there at 4K still. Uh, all we do is got to get a touchdown from you, Kyle, and you'll be able to pay off the 4K. But he still seems a little bit overpriced in this offense, Pierre. It's been an uphill battle. And there's there's so many people who are all over Kyle Pitts. You know, you had the Mariota, the Laney Walker comparisons uh, for when uh, that was happening with the Titans. You had the the younger, cheaper version of Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, and all this, and it just has not happened. They blame Matt Ryan even uh, some last year, but it's not taking place, um, not getting the targets. His team doesn't really want to pass the ball, I feel. Um, maybe if they turn to Desmond Ritter, you know, you might be able to, to get some Kyle Pitts action. But when you have Mariota, who's pretty safe with the ball, likes to run himself and, and scramble, it's tougher to, to play really any pass catching option. But that includes Pitts um, as they kind of prefer Drake London if they do throw the ball, which isn't a lot at all. Right, that's so that takes both DSTs off the off the play. Atlanta DST might be one of those teams. I never mind playing them each week. They're at mm-hmm. thirty eight hundred though this week, which seems pretty expensive to be able to play them. I, I don't I don't like that at all. Hey, uh, you talk about the Kyle Pitts analysis going into the season. Mm-hmm. That 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 was the correct analysis. I, I'm not saying it's the correct outcome for the analysis, but yeah. going into the season, that was correct. It, it was it was that analysis is very smart to be able to look at the past coaching performances and how they've affected how, Mariota being reunited, all those things. That's the correct analysis. I, and I don't like people getting on to people for not mm-hmm. having the process beforehand because that was the correct process. Yeah, I mean. That's the case in so many situations. Like you'll even see guys like get hurt and folks are like, oh, you were wrong, but their backup does just fine. It's like, no, that's the same position. It just so happens someone got hindered, you know, that that you were more on. So, I mean, it it happens. Um, We're going to have some situations where we're we're really big on folks um, that don't play out. Like I was even big on Matt Ryan. I -hmm. thought the Colts offensive line was going to be better than what it was. Um, But even amongst his struggles and his benching, like he was still QB 15 as of week seven, which is, you know, right in the, the middle of being a QB2, which is where I thought he would be. So that doesn't mean I was wrong because he got benched or hurt. You know, it just means that certain situations kind of played a part of it. Um, but you also, on the flip side, if you are off or wrong, you got to be able to admit it. Yeah. Um, I know one of the big things with, with analysts is they're, they're always looking for applause when they're right. Um, and then if someone get, calls them out, if they're wrong, then it's, you know, they're taking offense to it. And you can't be like that. You be got to be able to take your hits with your misses. Um, so I think that w- would help out some of the situations that we see <laughs> unfold. But, I mean, we all, no one's perfect regardless of what they say. So just take the highs with the highs and the lows with the lows. Well, if I don't ever admit a wrong on this show, Pierre, it's only, it's simply because I don't remember. I can't. I mean, you guys hear me talk and stumble around with names. I, I can't remember stuff. Well, I'm not wrong in my house, just so you're aware. I have this thing where it's, it's all hits, no misses. No and my daughter starts saying that now to my wife. She's like, Daddy's all hits, no misses. And the look on her face when my daughter says that is priceless. You ever well trained. Train your children up in the way of the uh, uh, Chicago at Dallas. Uh, this game total is at 42 and a half. And the Dallas Cowboys are favored by nine and a half points, Pierre. Nine and a half points. Whenever I look at this game, I do. I, 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 like I said, I was looking at the prices and I was going, I just can't trust those prices. I can't trust my bears, especially coming off an emotional Monday 
night game. You know, a short week mm-hmm. on the road, two weeks in a row. Look, I think this has got a Zeke and a Tony Pollard game written all over it again. Yeah, I think you're you're right here. So um, I don't think I like any of the Bears. For one, like you mentioned, short week coming off a a big win on the road at New England. Uh, this just feels like a, a letdown spot. Plus, the the Dallas defense is legit. Yeah. Um, good pass rushers get after you. They're fast. Um, I think they they can probably spy you know Fields, which New England really didn't do last night. They could spy Fields with a Parsons and just kind of keep him in control. Running backs do look good. Uh, monitor Zeke. He had the the MCL kind of sprain that happened during the game. Uh-huh. He came back, so I think he's okay. But if for some reason he misses, you know, Tony Pollard becomes one of the best options uh, from a value standpoint on the slate. It's kind of tough together because Dak nor Cooper Rush are really taking advantage of the the passing game when it comes to the running backs. So they're not right. getting many targets. Uh, Zeke's averaging 1.1 on the season. Donnie Pollard's averaging two and a half. Uh, that's not really the target approach. Uh, so with that, you really need big explosive runs or you need like Zeke had last week where he's just getting two goal line carries for touchdowns uh, for them to really have that ceiling and upside that you need. So just kind of take that into account from a running back standpoint. Uh, still like the, the pass catching when it comes to CeeDee Lamb. Uh, he didn't really get there as the the best points per dollar um, from a projection standpoint last week, uh, but he's still going to be the the main guy that Dak's going to look for. He saw only six targets, but that was really a low scoring game compared to to what Vegas thought and what many thought there. And my favorite my favorite weapon for the Cowboys when Dak plays is actually Dalton Schultz. Sure, um, I just think he really looks at him quite a bit from a tight end standpoint. He, he saw five targets. Against Detroit, caught all five for 49. Uh, Peyton Hendershot, shout out Hoosiers, caught the one touchdown from Dak at the tight end position. But that goes to Schultz. He's looking at more uh, a 15-point game, which is actually really good looking at a 3.6, 3.7 salary. Yeah, and the running backs you were talking about, Elliott and Pollard, both of them are in that 6,000 range, 62 to 6,100. Mm-hmm. That's just too expensive if they're both healthy. It's too expensive. And I was just looking at C.D. Lamb's schedule coming up. And I, I love C.D. Lamb. Did really well with Cooper Rush. I heard a lot of talk from Dak Prescott after the game. Mm-hmm. And he he was really talking up. Hey, when I was standing on the sideline while during my injury, I got to see Cooper Rush be a game manager, and I saw how well our team did. And it yeah. really sounded to me like Dak Prescott was saying, I do not need to play hero ball. I, I need to be a game manager. I need to pl- I need to take my shots where my shots are, but I don't need to force anything because we have got a really great defense, mm-hmm. and I don't need to lose the game for it. That's, that's me translating a little bit, you know, but that's, that's in a nutshell what he said. So I was looking at C.D. Lamb's upcoming schedule because I have C.D. Lamb on a couple of teams, and, and he, he's got Chicago. Yeah, it's kind of a tough matchup. Chicago plays yeah. a little greedy. Bye week, then Green Bay, Minnesota, Giants, Indianapolis, Houston, Jacksonville, Philadelphia. As far as Yahoo goes, that's a lot of red and a lot of yellow, which are which is not very good. The only good matchup he has is Tennessee, and that's Week 17. I'm really thinking about trading C.D. Lamb. I mean, that's a tough schedule when you when you read it off. Uh, sometimes the, the the players better than the matchup. Um, yeah, keep that in mind. But yeah, if you can get some value out of that, I mean, it's a good call. It makes sense even from a game management standpoint with Dak. Like when you're on the sidelines, they lost, you know, what, 19 to three, uh, the the first game there against the Bucks. If you can see your team find success and you not have to play that hero ball, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not just be a, a game manager? 
Uh, they do have, you know, a healthier, you know, core as well. You know, Michael Gallup's back now. Noah Brown's kind of even, you know, made a, a name for himself a little bit out on the field. So, yeah, I mean, good call out with the, the scheduling. I'm curious your thoughts on the the Cowboys defense because normally you're a you're a salary saver. Yeah, and I looked at your lineup and at defense you did not say salary last week. So what are your thoughts on the Cowboys against your Bears? My two favorite plays in this game anyway are Dalton Schultz at 3700. I think he'll get to the he can he can pay off the three times value might even hit a little bit more than that. If he catches that touchdown last week. Mm-hmm. And I think he could do that this week against the bears. And I love the Dallas Cowboy defense this week. 4k doesn't seem like it's enough. It just, the, the, the ball gets slippery back there. <laughs> we saw him last night fumbling around, but Justin Fields is, is one of those guys, man. And I just, I don't, I don't know that this coaching staff is prepared to come off of a victory against new England. I don't know that the young bear squad is <laughs> prepared to come off. The, I, I, there's a lot of things going against them. So I like the Cowboys defense at 4k. If I'm going to pay up for one, it's going to be in this one right here. Cause the bears have just been turnover prone all year long. Can I say one more thing too? If, if people haven't done it already, uh, go ahead and get Khalil Herbert and I know it's bye week, so it's tough to juggle some backup running backs around. But he's getting enough looks and touches each week to be able to be good on your fantasy squad. He's not good enough on a DFS slate to like take a flyer on because he's 5,700. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think he's going to be able to pay off consistently each week because he doesn't have the touches. But, man, that kid is explosive. And they find ways to get him involved. Very similar to how they did Naheem Hines there a couple of years back. I don't know why they don't do it now in Indianapolis. But that's what it reminds me of when I watch him play. Yeah, yeah, he he caught the the little sidearm pass last night, like the the Mahomes ass. They brought a an all out blitz, uh, caught a Herbert there for a, a running back screen, and he just kind of took it to the house. So good change of pace between him and Montgomery. I uh, don't know why you brought up Hines in front of me right now. Um, we're <laughs> just, I'm sorry. It's respect me, my privacy at this time for the coach, but no, definitely good call out with Herbert again. Probably not the the matchup, but he's the one that that could kind of break free if necessary, as long as Mooney as well. If he can get behind Diggs in the secondary, who's really a gambler uh, for the Cowboys, that's where you can might see that big play ability. And I, I think they're going to need big plays uh, in order to find some success against the Cowboys defense. Hey, the, the Cowboys defense will find some big plays. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Miami Dolphins at the Detroit Lions, 51 and a half game point total. And the, the Miami Dolphins on the road are favored by three points on this one mm-hmm. inside the dome. Pierre, I got several questions for you. Okay, I got ready. Are you ready? Are you Marks? I'm ready. Set. Who's the best quarterback value for this DFS game right here? Tua Tagovailoa at 6,200 or Jared Goff, 55? It's still, it's still Tua. Okay. I just, yeah, I know he didn't look great uh, his last game, but I, I the Lions defense is just bad, so I'm still going to. Uh, so you think he can get to that 18, 20 point? I do, I do. Okay. Um, right. I know he's only done it really once uh, this year at Baltimore, but, I mean, he has the weapons there, and again, against the defense is the, the thing, and really the only – the only poor defense, in my opinion, that they've honestly played was kind of that Ravens in week two. Um, and that's when he had the big score. But he's played New England. He's played Buffalo. Cincinnati solid. Pittsburgh struggled a bit, so he didn't quite get there. You know, Pittsburgh, but that's a, a primetime game, and those yeah. were just always weird. Yep. Running back, who is the best running back value on this DFS uh, game right here? Uh, Swift at 68, Jamal Williams 6K, or Raheem Mostart at 5,900? It's Mostert. Um, okay. He'll probably be in my, my build here, I imagine. Uh, again, you just look at how the, the Lions have struggled against the run. Even the, the ghost of Ezekiel Elliott 
found the end zone twice uh, last week. Uh, you just look at the defense versus position, you know, 16% uh, from there. They're like the 30th ranked defense against the run in general. Uh, Mostert's definitely taking over the backfield from from Chase Edmonds. You look at that that split that they have there now. So I definitely prefer Mostert there at 5,900. The wide receiver room, I know you like to hit three times your value on this, if not a little mm-hmm. bit more in the wide receiver room. You can only choose one wide receiver out of this bunch. Which one are you choosing? So if healthy, it'd be Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, okay. I feel like he's like the only he's like the only weapon uh, in Detroit. They really struggle when, when he's out, when he's missed. Uh, but yeah, even at 6,900, he's coming in. He's going to save you about 16 off of um, Tyreek Hill, about 1,600. And then he's only $200 more than Waddle, and he just sees more volume uh, than Waddle being the number one guy. It, it's tough because they say he wasn't concussed, but I actually saw that play, and I thought he was just by the way, you know, he stumbled a bit um, after that. That play is one catch for four yards. Uh, but he didn't come back in the game, so that always worries me um, when it looks like a concussion and they say mm-hmm. it wasn't. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, on the other side of the field, you got the two-a situation, but that's a concern with Amon Ra, but I do prefer him kind of points per dollar from a value standpoint. Over um, Tyreek and Waddle from an upside, obviously it's it's Tyreek, but okay. we're trying to save some money here. Okay, uh, not Josh Reynolds. I know he only saw one target, but before last week's game, he, he was, I mean, he was dynamite and he was paying off that, 5k value each and every week it felt like and i know he was even lower then so uh, it's hard for me to stay away from josh reynolds i you're gonna have to talk me out of it i don't know how his price went up to 5k after only catching one target he was at 4700 last week well i mean something with the algorithm so obviously the the matchup change so you went from the the cowboys now to the the dolphins you do give it up through the air um, a little bit, even though I like their their corners, you got to watch uh, the news with Xavier Howard, see if he's healthy or not. But um, he did that even without Amon Ra on the field. So that's what's even more concerning. Um, if Amon Ra misses, it seems to go to Hawkinson uh, more so than than Reynolds. I know he's he's got good game logs. Like I see that myself. But just from a, a talent standpoint, I'm not sure, you know, it's there. The Rams let him go. Um, he's got his hit or miss, so I think that's okay. kind of playing a part into my hesitation with him. And that was what I was going to ask you. Can we play Hawkinson if Amon Ra uh, misses, or if, if Amon Ra plays, can we play Hawkinson? He hasn't hit that value at all, all year long, except for that one game where he had that big boom mm-hmm. game, and that's boosted his price up to untouchable for me. Yeah, that big boom game uh, helped out. That was week four uh, against Seattle, 42.9. Not sure he'll ever do that again. Uh, but when you look at that week four, that was the game that Amon Ra missed uh, with his ankle injury. So if Amon Ra's out, then yeah, um, I think Hawkinson's the, the biggest beneficiary. You do see that the, the Dolphins struggle um, against the tight end. We just saw Fryer move coming off concussion, go for like eight for 75 uh, Sunday night. So I really do like Hawkinson quite a bit, even at 4,500. If Amon Ra's out, if I'm on Ra's in, I, I probably won't play much of him. Dolphins defense, are they in play at 3,500 against this Lions team? You've already said that they play better at home, so it doesn't sound like you like the Dolphins defense this week. I don't, and I like the Dolphins defense at home for them as well. So they, they average 11.2 at home as a defense, only 3.9 on the road. So just looking at that, it's just stars are kind of aligning for the, the Lions offense to, to be successful. 
Arizona at Minnesota. This point totals at 49. Minnesota is favored by three and a half points. Coming off of a bye week, Arizona's had 10 days off in a row after that big victory last uh, Thursday night against New Orleans, I believe. So they've had some time off as well to give, you know, to give Kyler Murray a little bit of game time. You know, a little bit of me time there. Is when, <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, hey, out of these quarterbacks here, Kyler Murray or Kirk Cousins at home? Which one? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's tough. This game's interesting because I think it has the potential to, to be the game that folks think that the Dolphins and Lions are going to be. Okay. If I pick one, I think I'll go I'll go Kirk Cousins, 6,100. He, he's got Jefferson. He's got Thielen. They should be healthy. I know Kyler got uh, New Hopkins back, but he's just not using his legs as much as I would like. Um, he did against Seattle. Um, he didn't really find success. Uh, last week against the Saints, so mm, it's close, but I'll, I'll take Cousins for the fourteen hundred dollars less. That's a really weird situation over there. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. uh, Kyler Murray and the, signing him in the off season, he was gonna you know retire or something. He wasn't gonna show up, and then they they signed him and they brought him back, but then they made public the stipulations in his contract about studying game field. Then they backed off of that, and then we saw how <laughs> Kyler talked to his coach on the sideline, and and uh, you know of all people, <laughs> Hopkins had to step in between them. I'm going, <laughs> when did Hopkins become a team leader? He like was that, laughing. You know? That's what was cracking me up. So he's like chuckling at the whole thing. So I'm like. Is this yeah. serious or what's he what's he laughing for? But yeah, uh, the return of Nuke to to separate the star quarterback from the coach, and I don't know if you even saw the fan holding the sign that had Hopkins or Hoppins. <laughs> they forgot the K in his name. They're like, "Welcome back, Hoppins." So there's a lot going on in that Cardinals game. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. All right. So that's where we are there. Running backs, James Conner still banged up. He's still got a questionable tag there. If James mm-hmm. Conner is healthy though, at 6100, are you going to play him this week? No, I don't like the running backs okay. against the Vikings. All right, and and what about the Vikings running back? No, I mean I've I've always been a fan of Dalvin Cook, but I don't like the way they're using him uh, this year. They're mixing in Madison a little bit more, so no, I'm not touching the running game in this game. Okay, you just don't sound really high on the Arizona. You don't sound high on this game at all. Like you think it's going to kind of fumble uh, underneath its point total. I do. I think it's going to, but. It, for one, the pricing. I don't like the the pricing on a lot of the players, but I don't like the matchups. I kind of like both of these defenses a bit. The one thing that gives me pause is that total. Like it's it's forty nine, which I believe is like third. It looks like it's third yeah. right now yeah. um, overall. So Vegas has different opinions. Uh, and again, looking at the talent on the field, it's quite possible this game can be the top scoring game on the slate given the talent. I'm just I'm just not liking the value. Um, other than tight end, like I like Irv Smith quite a bit. <laughs> That's what I was gonna 35. say. My favorite, <laughs> yeah, my favorite value is tight end and Irv Smith at 3,500. We saw what uh, Johnson, I think his name is for New Orleans, Joan Johnson is that his name? Uh, did mm-hmm. against Arizona, but that well, you know, it's tight end weekend and all that. And I I don't know. I, I, I just, <laughs> that was a big fumble too, by the way. That was a big bust. <laughs> they, I think everybody yeah. saw it was coming, so everybody was prepared last week. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was, but I mean, yeah, Jawan Johnson definitely got there. So I do like Irv Smith, uh, given the matchup, thirty five hundred. Really, no contention. He's only seen about five targets a game, but he's still he's still definitely in play. Uh, Hopkins is in play too. Um, he I don't like his salary jump. I was hoping that I'd get him yeah. at least like mid sixes or something, but it jumped all the way up to seventy four hundred. You see, it took no time to get him back involved. There's no Hollywood Brown. He saw 14 targets, caught 10 for 103. So I do like him. 
He's just now at that salary that you kind of need him to, to score a touchdown for sure, but he's going to get the target. So you can play DeAndre Hopkins. You can play Justin Jefferson. Again, they're costly, but they're, they're the top guys on their teams for a reason. And if they have big games, you know, you could have them together. Maybe it's a, a high price receiving room that you play. You try to find some value at running back and hope that this game does shoot out uh, just because they do have some two of the top talented receivers in the NFL. Yeah, and you got more. Everybody was barking about more last week, and he didn't do anything. He did a lot less than more last week, and then Greg Dortz is the one who caught the touchdown on one target. So I just, you know, don't, 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 no, 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 no Dortz, no well, our more. Our guy, uh, uh, Daniel Mendelson, you see, he won like 12K on that catch. Who did? Uh, Mindy? Mindy, yeah. He, uh, with triple play fantasy, he uh, yeah. bet 800 for uh, any time touchdown, Greg Dortch. And he he caught the touchdown and he turned that eight hundred dollars into twelve thousand. So congrats to Mindy. Where did Mindy get eight hundred bucks? Well, that's what I I want to know. I mean, a place. How you doing, Mindy? How you doing, buddy? (laughs) Hey, uh, DST DST's Cardinals put up a whole lot of points last week. Are they going to do it again (laughs) this week? Twenty five hundred is pretty cheap for them. I like them, and that's that's one thing that I don't think people do enough. Is oftentimes you see a high total and folks are going strictly for the offensive side. Sometimes you know, that total can happen from uh, the defensive side of the ball. And when you look at this year, outside of that first game uh, against the Chiefs where they kind of got destroyed there, they have been bad. Like they put up nine plus points um, in four, four out of the last, what, six games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would take nine for 2.5 uh, from a defense for sure. And if they can get the double digits like a, a Carolina, Seattle, uh, Saints, where they scored 12 plus. Uh, their defense, again, road splits. They're they're averaging 9.5 away versus 4.8 um, at home. So they play better on the road, getting a little healthier with, with Watt and those guys. So, yeah, I don't mind the, the Cardinals defense at, at, at 2,500. And we all know Kirk Cousins can Kirk Cousins sometimes. He can, usually in prime time, but every <laughs> once in a while it can happen at 1 o'clock late too. Las Vegas at New Orleans. This game totals 49 and a half. We have the Las Vegas Raiders on the road, favored by two points. This game has so many injuries all over it, Pierre. Whenever I, you know, I mean, seriously, it's just, you know, I mean, who, who's starting at quarterback? Is Winston going to end up being healthy? When we look over there at the uh, wide receiver room, we got so many outs and we got questionables. We got questionables and questionables on top of questionables at the tight end position. I, I don't know what to do with this game at all, Pierre. I don't know who to start at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, or anything. So I like pieces of this game. I'll okay. start there. Uh, I think both quarterbacks, uh, obviously Carr um, at 5,900 is in play. Uh, and then whoever starts for the Saints, I'm guessing it's going to be Dalton again. But even if it's Jameis, I like both of the the salaries uh, from a quarterback standpoint. Again, you're looking at a 50-point over-under for this game, second highest on the slate. Uh, so Vegas expects Vegas uh, to score some points, uh, as well as the the Saints here. I think the play is going to be running backs, and I don't yeah. think folks are going to play either of these guys. Yeah. I could be wrong. So obviously Josh Jacobs, really great spot last week uh, against right, the right, Texans. Right. Did exactly what the spot said he was going to do, mm-hmm. um, but now he's like in a he's in a worse matchup. Right. And folks are going to see that. So he's not he's, he doesn't have that big green, you know, 30 next to him. It's now like a, an 11, 11 Frank defense. And I don't think folks are going to play him. OK, um, he's also up, you know, a thousand dollars. But I think he's still in play like he just saw against the Chiefs on the road. 
I know they struggled this run with 33 points against Denver, 37 points. He's got 30 plus three straight games. Uh, he's getting the the rushing. You know, he's getting 20 plus touches from rushing. He's seen four plus targets from receiving. So he's in play. Even if you take away, like take away his three touchdowns um, last game, 21 points still. You take, you know, 22, 21 points. Mm-hmm. You take away his touchdown and against the Chiefs, he's what, 27 points. Take away the two, 25 points. You take those, that's still 20 plus three straight without any touchdowns. Um, so he's definitely still in play. And then Kamara, it's kind of the flip side. He's not getting <laughs> the touchdowns. Right. Uh, he's been kept out of the end zone. But you look at his his kind of production, you know, 27, 18, 17 and a half that he's getting without scoring. So you add, you know, a touchdown to that, and you're looking at 23, 24, 33. Um, and they're right around that 7K range, which – I think people are going to pay up this week, uh, given the matchup. So if you want to be different, these two guys at running back really give you a chance to do that. And, you know, they're they're not priced up like the top running backs, but they have that top uh, scoring potential. I like what you're saying about Josh Jacobs. A tremendous amount of work value there. And it doesn't seem to me like Waller's going to be back. So they're going to have to find somebody mm-hmm. as a red zone threat. That seems to have been Josh Jacobs the last several weeks or games anyway for him around the red zone for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and the only thing with me and Kamara is if Winston is in there, I don't think he's going to check the ball down nearly as much as Andy Dalton yeah. does to Kamara. And Kamara has been getting a lot of receptions, which adds to a lot yes. of those fantasy points. And so it depends to me on who is going to be starting for him. I, I don't think Andy Dalton's played terrible, but he hasn't played good enough to win games either. You know what I mean? Like he just, yeah. he, you know, and I don't know that Jameis Winston can either. That's why Matt Ryan's on the fast train to New Orleans. <laughs> but Jameis, I mean, he won the, the first game. They got yeah. the win there against Atlanta. Uh, Dalton's been kind of getting there, uh, with the, the, the break, the Blake Bortles path, uh, just kind of getting garbage time points for, for Dalton. So, uh, keep that in mind, but yeah, you're right with, with Jameis not really being one to, to check down. He's kind of like Wentz where he likes to air it out and take shots. Um, but the targets have been there with Dalton. Uh, you see that with Kamari. We've seen that even with Eckler getting targets there out with the, the Chargers. So I know we're not talking about, but my main thing with, with Kamara is just Taysom Hill stealing all the, the yeah. rushing touchdowns. But yeah. you, you have to assume that's going to stop at one point. And yep. Kamara's going to have that big game where he gets in the end zone where he can get you 30-plus. So this could be one of those opportunities. And draft keys, can, you, can we not make Taysom Hill quarterback and tight end eligible? Let's just do it. <laughs> I mean, let's put him at tight end because he's not really playing – quarterback he's just not all right anyway uh enough of that little rant there i don't think uh, we're going back to johnson this week coming off that what, two touchdown game last week at 3200 um you can pay attention to, to troutman if troutman's out you can you know put johnson right back in i mean five targets six targets back-to-back weeks you hope he gets the, the touchdown but he's in play and then like you said the receiving core is a little banged up here yeah uh, those guys are still out chris Olave's definitely been the the right receiver one Saw 14 targets uh, there against the the Cardinals. He's seen, you know, six-plus every week but week one. So I I like Olave from the Saints side of the ball. And then Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. Uh, He hasn't quite clicked with Carr like many thought with the whole college buddy thing. Uh, But he's still seeing, you know, nine-plus targets. He's averaging 10-and-a-half on the season. A lot of that came from week one. But, I mean, he's again, he's a touchdown away from getting 24 last week himself. 
so Devontae Adams is always going to be at play, even at 8,600. Okay, uh, just a little no- tidbit to everybody there. Like, like if you play in a seasonal uh, redraft league or anything like that for fantasy, you go out there and pick up kickers that have already on their bye week, that have already passed their bye week, defenses yeah. that are already passed their bye week. It, yeah, if you stream defenses anyway, or if you're uh, sometimes unhappy with your defense, just put them in there. That way you can move up the waiver charts and everything. Like I went out and got the Vegas uh, team last week, the defense, they were available. And so now I'm just going to plug them. I'm going to play them each and every week. Uh, whatever the outcome is, is the outcome. Uh, unless there's some tremendous value out there or something like that. I'm not even going to worry about uh, defenses anymore. I'm just going to set it and forget it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's that's good to some extent. Uh, the only thing I would caution on is sometimes, given the bye weeks, people drop really good defenses True. Um, because they're bye. So, like, for example, the Eagles, like they were on a bye last week. That's a really good defense. So sometimes you'll see, you know, people don't want to carry two defenses. Uh, so that'd be my only caveat right, just to right. pay attention to the waivers. If a good defense gets dropped because they're on a buy, go ahead and pick them up, have them on your bench. So you can do that and just play them throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, kickers the same way though. Like Carlson, he may be out there or something. Yeah. yeah just any, any kicker, just pay attention to those things and then don't worry about it for the rest of the season at all. Next game up here. I don't know. I'm lost. New England at the Jets is, <laughs> is where we're going next. Isn't that crazy how New England lost last against the Bears last? I just don't know how that happened. 40 and a half point total is this one. And the New England Patriots are on the road favored by one and a half points, Pierre. Uh, this game does not have a lot of appeal to me. I don't know who's going to be quarterback. You can't trust a Mac Jones. You can't trust a Brandon Zappi. I don't care even what the court, what the coach says going into this. We don't like Zach Wilson. He could be benched for Joe Flacco at some point during the game this time around. You know, it just there's a <laughs> lot of question marks uh, surrounding this game, and I don't know that I can trust anything in here. Yeah, this is tough, uh, just given the the situations with the quarterbacks, like you stated. Uh, Wilson's not really throwing the ball much. They're they're trying to run the ball. That that could come to an end a little bit with the 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 injury to Brees Hall, um, who tore his ACL. But they they did trade for James Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that's going to be great for this week, just because they're they're going to try to get him implemented. Uh, they're still going to use Michael Carter, so it really kind of takes the, the running back off the board for me uh, with the Jets. With the Patriots, I do like Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, he yeah, seems yeah. to still be just kind of the, the lead back. I know Harris was back, but, but that didn't matter. He still saw Ramondre. He only got 11 rushes, but he got eight targets there when they were even behind a lot of dinks and dunks. So you look at him, you know, three out of the last four, he's been 20-plus points. Fantasy-wise, if he does that again, you take that for 6,400. Uh, so I do like Ramondre Stevenson still. Uh, receivers, uh, depends on who the quarterback is, but I think Jacoby Myers can be in play. They only saw two targets last night. So Bears, solid defense. You know, they're, they're young secondary, really starting to play well with, you know, Gordon and Brisker. Um, you do have a couple guys like Sauce Gardner, Gardner here with the, the Jets, but you could see a guy like Jacoby Myers maybe, you know, do some things at only 5,600. Uh, this is a really tough game to play, though. So probably Stevenson. Probably not much else <laughs> from a, uh, a, a gameplay standpoint. Maybe a defense. I was going to say Patriots. Kinda, D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since we're kind of off the offense, maybe a, a defense on either side. 
Yeah, Patriots defense or something, or even a Jets one. I don't even know if I'm too excited. I'm paying up for the Cowboys if I got to go all the way up to 3K for the Patriots. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. All right, uh, Pittsburgh at Philadelphia. This would seem like a fun game because aren't they like rivals? They're right there, you know, right there next to each yeah, other, aren't they? You would think. <laughs> yeah, but I, it doesn't feel like it's going to be that way at all. This is a 43-point total, and the Philadelphia Eagles are favored by 10 and a half. I'll tell you what, this may scare some people off from playing this game because it's such a high point total uh, as a Miles Sanders game and all that stuff. No, play the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. And they're coming off of a bye week. They're going to be a little bit rusty. They're going to want to knock that rust off them. They're not going to want to have all this time off in a row. I think you can play every single Philadelphia Eagle in this game. I know the Pittsburgh defense has looked kind of good over the last couple of weeks, but I, I, it was, you know, I just can't, I don't believe it. I don't buy it at all. I saw what they were before the last couple of weeks. And I think that the Philadelphia Eagles can really bring them back down to earth. Yeah, I, I like the Eagles uh, really across the board here. So yeah. on the offensive side, like you stated, I expect Jalen Hurts to be really, really popular this week. Uh, coming off the bye, 8300 still a, a solid price range for him. You look at his upside, he's capable of getting you get 30-plus. He's got a couple games um, where he's gotten 16, 17. That's still serviceable, uh, but he can get you, you know, that 30-plus, that as I mentioned, going up against the, the Steelers' defense. The 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 hiccup for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like oh. the Steelers at all. So okay. the Eagles have a really really good defense. And what you usually want with these games is you want a, a team that can be competitive and kind of stay close. So the the offense has to stay on the field. I don't know if the Steelers will be able to do this. So their their best players with. With Najee Harris kind of being banged up, he's got the foot issue. Their best players are at receiver, but the the Eagles are really good in the secondary. Yeah. You know, they got Slay back there. They got um uh, the guy from the the Giants. I can't think of his name. Bradbury. They got him back. They're just they're tough, like in the secondary. So I don't see the Steelers really being able to to move the ball. It's in Philly where the fans are going to be all riled up. They're riled up because the the Phillies are in the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> as well so that place is just gonna be rocking like philly's just yeah. happy right yeah. now yeah 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 so, i don't know how they're gonna keep it close and we've seen the games like you look at let's say dallas you know he only scored hurt 16.9 because they were kind of in control of that whole game jacksonville was rainy you know 16.9 again in that game so you want them to to stay close potentially and i'm not sure that That'll be the case, but I still like Hurts. I like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Goddard. Those are really the the pass-catching trees. You can play any of them uh, with Hurts. Um, I'm never going to be sold on Miles Sanders. I'm always scared that Jalen Hurts is going to steal sure. the touchdowns from him. I know it hasn't been the case this season in some games, but that's always my fear. So just know that I'm never going to recommend Miles Sanders, unless he's super cheap, because I feel Hurts <laughs> is just going to vulture his touchdown. Just know this. Fair fair warning before you open this <laughs> thing right here. And, and let's remember that Pierre never misses. Hey, my favorite yeah, wide receiver. All hits. My favorite wide receiver, because I see what you're saying about being able to stack this game. It, it just may not get to a big point total in this one. My favorite wide receiver, Kez Watkins. Keys Watkins, Kes Watkins, 3,300. You know, if I'm going to take a cheap flyer on somebody, because it's one of those games where they're not going to have to move the ball. They just may want to come out and have some a little bit of fun. You know what I mean? And so he takes the top off the defense. He doesn't get a lot of targets. He doesn't do anything like that. But at 3,300, he's that one target kind of guy who can get you one target and 
59 yards or something like that and a touchdown. You know what I mean? That's yeah. if, if, I, if I'm going to take a flyer, I'm going to take a flyer on Watkins. <clears throat> the only hiccup is he can get you a zero. Well, I know. You, you, don't, you don't like zeros in your lineups. I hey, hey, you hey. Our, he's got a zero four, four times this year already. Four. I know. What he's, so what? I mean. The odds are he's going to get a zero. <laughs> Gallup got a zero last week, okay? And J.P. Perry won the That's contest. True. So, That's I mean, uh, what's a better flyer, Gallup or Kez Watkins? You know, and, and Watkins and Watkins returns punts too. So just take that, yeah. Mika Fitzpatrick. He's, he's right. averaging one point five targets like over the year. Hey, like Gallup's hey. only played a couple of games. At least he's averaging like four and a half targets. I don't know. That's yeah, he has the boom. If he gets that one catch and it's a touchdown, congratulations. If he does it, then you're you're already behind the rest of the field with a zero in your lineup. Just, I'm, I'm making a note of this. What's the timestamp on this? <laughs> I'm making a note of this. All right, Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans, 40.5 point total. I don't know that we got to spend a lot of time on this one. I don't know if we're going to be able to keep up with how many yards Derrick Henry's going to get this Play Sunday. Oh, my. Woo! 40.5 point total. And Tennessee is only favored by two. Uh, my my guy, Derek, my, my guy Mills finally came out of the closet last week. You know what I mean? I mean, he's just finally coming out there, throwing the ball around, looking good, looking like Davis Mills is supposed to look. And I'm really happy about that, Pierre. Yeah, Mills had a, a good game, and I appreciated it. Even though I still lost in the Scott Fishbowl, I had to play him because Kirk Cousins was on a bye, and so I went with Mills. So it was good for him to finally have that 300-yard game. And I mean, this is a good matchup uh, if you're not the Colts. Uh, <laughs> the Titans give up a lot uh, in the air. We saw like last season, he he faces the Titans. He put up 30 uh, in a home game against the Titans last year, threw for 301 yards, three touchdowns. Not sure that's going to happen again, but if you expect the King to run up and down the field like everyone's going to expect, uh, especially just given what Josh Jacobs just did to the, to the, the Texans on the ground, uh, you would hope that they could try to you know throw the ball a little bit more, and that's going to be on Davis Mills. So I do like Henry if you want a cheap play. I, I think everyone's going to play only one cheap play this week. Uh, but if you do like a, a cheap play, Mills is definitely in play. But Henry's going to be the, the play. Uh, he'll probably be one of the higher own, uh, if not the highest own running back. 8,400, he's getting, you know, 20-plus carries, getting a couple targets a game. Yeah. Uh, they really lean on him. Um, Texas tend to keep these games close <laughs> yep. in the in the past, so I, I think he'll he'll definitely be in play to have a big day. So I, I do like Henry, which likely means uh, Tannehill is going to have a solid game because whenever that's the case, whenever Henry's, like, super popular, Tannehill does that little goal line rollout where he mm-hmm. does, like, the finger roll across the end zone mm-hmm. and – Everyone yeah. throws the remote at the TV. So Tannehill's probably the player this week, but I, I really love Henry. Tannehill's really banged up, though. His ankle's really hurt. I don't expect him to miss because Tannehill just doesn't miss games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do expect him to hand the ball off and then to be really conservative and try to get the ball out of his hands as much as possible. It, it really wouldn't surprise me if Malik Willis at some point comes into this game to take over for him just simply because it, it, Tannehill looked banged up and they're going to need him to make good decisions. And we don't need that ankle rolled up again one more time. I don't time. know, man. Like, I, I was watching. Obviously, they were playing the coach. And they brought yeah. in Willis, and he, like, Fumble the snap. I know, like, I saw. I, but it was a handoff there. With a spray, he had a boot, an air cast on his leg. They're like, he's got to get back on. <laughs> I know, I know. But I just mean, at some point, if the if the Titans are up by twenty one points in the third yeah, quarter, yeah. 
They're going to bring him. And, and, and that was a weird play. I mean, what do you do with bringing in the quarterback to run a, a side jet sweep and you're trying to hand on the ball off and, and your, your, your quarterback Tannehill can't even push off with his uh, co- correct leg to do. It's just really weird looking play. Don't worry. Play Malik. Also He's the future. I, I don't, I don't think Frable likes Malik. Like even the preseason, like he took off scrambling for like 30 yards. He got yanked yeah, no. because that wasn't the play. So. <laughs> I, don't, I think that's they're going to the try play, to avoid, son. Son, that's not the play. Uh, Brandon Cooks looks like the only healthy wide receiver for the Houston Texans, but it's not who he gets the, the passes. Chris Moore, Philip Dorsett, those guys are all getting the passes and touchdowns. Do we play any of those guys at a cheap price? 34 and 3,200 beer. That might be better than Mike Cass Watkins. Hey, you said it. You said it, not me. That's what I was thinking, but you're the one that said it. But yeah, there, there will probably be more in play. Uh, for one, they don't have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and <laughs> Dallas Goddard in front of them. Uh, in addition, like you said, Nico Collins likely to miss. So yep. just the, the target tree is going to be more in their their path. So I prefer them over Watkins as well. I can't. I can't <laughs> wait for that touchdown. <laughs> I cannot wait. I don't think either one of these defenses are priced appropriately, 36 to 2,600. I, no, I, like I know you do, but that's just because you saw Indianapolis play against them last week, buddy. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> 3,600, we're going to find a better value than that. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the next game, Washington at Indianapolis. No, no. No, 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 no. Yes, I don't, I don't. yes. Oh, really? You yes. like both of those guys. So I mentioned last game that there's a quarterback that everyone's going to play if they go cheap, and it's Ellinger. I can't believe you're saying no. Not, you, not, not, no, the I'm value not. quarterback guru, is saying no to <laughs> Sam Ellinger at 4K. I'm mad. I didn't speak this one into existence. You know, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't say it. I didn't do anything to to make this come to fruition. No, not me. Not at all. Hey, this game. This game total though is forty points. That's kind of what's scaring me off of either <laughs> one of these guys. And we got the Indianapolis Colts favored by three points. It really looks like a handoff, handoff, handoff game to me against those Washington Commanders. I can see how you know. Well, this here. Here's here's the other thought too that I had. Okay. This isn't Frank Reich's decision, it doesn't look like, from what I'm seeing from the newspapers and the magazine articles and all those Correct. things. It's not. So if I remember what happened in Philadelphia a couple of years ago with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts, it just doesn't sit well whenever the, the coach has to do whatever the owner says. And granted, Matt Ryan is out. But I really mm-hmm. think that that's a, uh, that's a front office decision, not necessarily a Frank Reich decision, because I heard Frank Reich say, uh, a week or so ago, after the you know Matt Ryan led him to victory at the last minute and everything two games ago, he said he, he was he was throwing a bunch of compliments uh, Matt Ryan's way, and he was like, "No, I'm not worried about it at all. We got Matt Ryan back there at quarterback." You know, it, it seemed like Matt Ryan is Frank Reich's guy, and <laughs> it's not the front office's guy. So let me let me ask you a question. Uh huh. Would you would you like making millions of dollars? Yes. Would you like being a, a head coach of a national football team? Yes. So if if your owner said in order for you to continue to make millions of dollars and be the head coach of a national football team, you have to play this player, would you would you get behind that player? I would personally pull what uh, D- Doug Peterson did and put in the third string quarterback as much as I possibly could <laughs> right in front of <laughs> I mean, but, but I understand what you're saying. Yes. Okay. I got you. So even look at that situation. So how good is Jalen Hurts? It very, it seems like. Yes. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not in any way saying that Sam Ellinger is Jalen Hurts, but 
Jim Irsay has been around football for a very long time. He's there at practices. He's he's seen, again, the stellar preseason. So it's possible that he feels that Ellinger gives them a better chance of winning. For one, the, the O-line's been awful. Uh, Matt Ryan's a tree stump. He can't move anywhere. He can't even move <laughs> up in the pocket half the time. Ellinger can run. Like, he's he, he got legs. And for 4K, you're looking at 12 points to hit three times the the salary. And in addition, he's going to open up so much more salary at other positions uh, because he's the bare minimum for the quarterback position. Um, Usually backups aren't even this low. Like Nick Foles, who was initially the the backup, he's 5K. Sam Ellinger's 4K. So (laughs) if he gets you 15 even, you know, you're through the moon for 15. (laughs) Boy, no, at, I, at 4K and what you can fit in elsewhere. No, I, I I don't hate I don't hate playing Sam this weekend at all. Uh, I would I would like to play Sam. You know how it is. I am at 4K. I'm going to stick the quarterback in there if I can, <laughs> no matter what. And I don't, I love that kind of play actually, especially when you have all the wide receivers healthy, uh, Pittman uh, and everything like that. I, I'm kind of wondering though, who's he going to throw it to? Because you know how I'd like to think, too, Pierre, that the mm-hmm. backup quarterbacks always have a connection with somebody that's a non-starter. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that he's not going to exclude Pittman or anything like that, but he's going to have yeah. an eye for somebody else. Is that a Paris Campbell? Is that an Alec Pierce? You're the guy plugged into the Indianapolis Colts. So based off rotations, my lane would be Pierce, simply because Campbell and, and Pittman have been the receiver one and two since the, the start. Whereas Pierce has kind of been playing his way up. So if he's going to have a connection, I'm going to say it's with Alec Pierce. Um, There's also talks that they're looking for deep balls. Like they've been trying to dial up the plays and either the (laughs) O-line hasn't been able to block or Matt Ryan hasn't been able to to get it there. So he won't throw it. Um, It's been a big poor. Even Marcus Grady, the offensive coordinator, came out and said against the Titans, they had him dialed up and the, the throws weren't made. But that being said, like you see these these type of quarterbacks also try to really hone in on their top guys. Like they they want to find success. They they want to be good. Again, you saw it with Heineke on the other side uh, with McLaurin last week, where you just try to get the ball to your your best player. Uh, McLaurin had eight targets, caught five for seventy three and a touchdown, eighteen points. You don't quite get that with with Pittman. Um, you need about that 21 range. He's averaging 10 targets, but he's a he's a go get it too. He's a big guy that can go get the the ball. But I, I like Pierce Campbell also, and that's why this is tough because he's a hundred dollars cheaper than Pierce. He saw 11 and 12 targets back to back weeks. My concern is maybe that's because the type of targets he's getting, you know, small get it out of your hand type targets, uh, which mm-hmm. Matt Ryan was doing, but. All three of these guys played uh, 96-plus percent of the snaps, so they're on the field now. So I think you just take a shot with whoever you want from a salary standpoint. I would lean Pittman-Pierce, but I, I also like Campbell as well. Okay. All right. I like that. How, how are the Colts' defense – uh, you know, like McLaurin here is facing the first ranked mm-hmm. Colt defense this week. You know, it's got the big red one on there. <laughs> but yet Matt Ryan is throwing the ball 50 something times a game. It does. It, that doesn't make sense because you would think that those are shootout games then, you know, uh, from a from a standpoint of how much usage Matt Ryan had on that shoulder. It's the offensive line like they're they're that bad, which is sad because we're one of the highest paid offensive lines in the, the NFL Obviously, we got Quentin Nelson, all pro guard. But other than him, 
it's just been a turnstile. Uh, even Ryan Kelly, who's a former pro bowler at centers, really struggled this year. Braden Smith on the outside struggled. All these guys got contracts, and they stink. Um, and so what happens is the defense has actually played well. If you look at the, the Colts games, they play well. So the, the Titans last week, they had them. Like, they, they controlled them pretty well. Yeah, Henry ran for over 100 yards, but their touchdowns, you know, was from the defense. That was a, a pick six. Yeah. Is where the, the touchdown came from. The, the rest are field goals. They struggle against Trevor Lawrence. I'll give you that. For some reason, they can't stop Trevor Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> it's the hair. They, it's the they, hair. They, they, yeah. They held Russell Wilson in, in check. He, you know, they've kind of kept him under control. You look at the Titans, you know, the first time around, they only scored 24. That wasn't, you know, too great of an offensive effort. They kept Mahomes and the Chiefs, you know, high scoring offense to 17. So, their defense is serviceable. Um, we kind of lack getting pressure. Uh, Quiddy pays out, so we don't really get pressure up front other than from the defensive tackles and Buckner um, and uh, Big Grover Stewart. Gilmore's been really great on the outside. That other cornerback has really struggled. Um, so that's been uh, Brandon Fison, who came over with um, our defensive coordinator um, from the Raiders. He's really He's really struggled a bit with Gus Bradley. If they get Isaiah Rogers on the field, he's going to help. Uh, he's going to help Kenny Moore some. So it's it's tough. The defense is not the problem. And so what happens is <laughs> the defense keeps us in the games. The running game can't go anywhere because of the offensive line. So that forces us to try to throw the ball is ultimately why you see the 50-plus attempts. Okay. Uh, when I'm looking at the running back room here for this game, of course, we see Jonathan Taylor hasn't really gotten to that big price point mark he's so mm-hmm. far away from 10k now i don't know that he's going to be our guy either I, he's only hit over 20 points which is what we would we need to get 24 for three times his value he's only done that once this year and it's fallen way short over that the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks my favorite one though is antonio gibson i love the role that he has now in washington i thought maybe that with uh with heineke being in there that that may revitalize mckissick a little bit but it didn't it gave gibson <laughs> a little bit more run with brian robinson being in there as the between the tackle back and it's seems like Gibson's a receiving back, and I love that role for him. All the pressure seems to be off Antonio Gibson, and he's playing well at 5,400. He he could get to that price point uh, of three times the value. Yeah, not bad. Um, Four-plus targets. Again, he, he was a receiver at Memphis in college, so he, yeah. he may just be, you know, more comfortable catching the, the ball. So he's definitely in play some. I, I tend to like the, the Colts' defense against the run. Uh, I know that's not always the case when you look at, you know, Henry going for 100-plus or the Jags that, that game before, but they, they've been pretty serviceable. Again, they play better at home as well as most defenses do. So uh, I don't I don't mind Gibson, but I also like the, the Coach D to stop the run. And uh, you look at this total, and I think Vegas kind of likes the, the defenses <laughs> to be serviceable as well, given how bad both offensive lines are, honestly. Two more games, San Francisco at the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams, of course, were on a bye week last week. San Francisco mm-hmm. coming off of a couple of big losses over the last couple of games. And this point total is at 43 and a half. We have the Niners off of a couple of losses, favored by one and a half points, Pierre. When I'm looking at these scores, too, at Odd Shark, they have the Los Angeles Rams projected for 27 points, but the San Francisco 49ers only at 21 points. I want to know who you think is going to be able to play well from this game from a DraftKings perspective. I, I like the Rams. I like the Rams. I'm not sure if I like necessarily the price points, but I like the Rams. I mean, Cooper Cup, no matter what. Okay. You look at him, even at 9,600, he's, he's just fine. 
Right. He, he's getting his touches. Uh, 29 against the Niners earlier this year. Top four second balls bad too. for 122. Um, the Niners tend to have the Rams number, though. You look at the last four games, San Francisco's won three out of four. Unfortunately, the only one they lost was that that one in the playoffs by a, a field goal in which they uh, like Cup put up 40. Uh, it took Cooper Cup scoring 40 fantasy points to, to, to win that game in actuality. So, um Keep that in mind. The the Rams' offensive line's been awful. You know, we've been, that's the theme these last couple of games is awful, awful offensive lines. But maybe they shore that up a bit coming out of the bye. We'll see. But Cup's really the only one I like on the Rams side. You, you might get Van Jefferson back uh, if that's the case. He's gonna kind of cut into to Higby some. I think a lot of Higby's touches has been because of no Van Jefferson. Now they're trying to get Allen Robinson more involved, but I just unless he's in the red zone where he kind of gets his, his touchdown equity. Uh, I don't really like him. So it's really just cup the running back situation. I mean, who knows? You don't yeah. know if, if acres is going to be active. Uh, Henderson and Malcolm Brown were kind of splitting. So really just cup uh, from the Rams side. The, the 49er side is interesting. I don't know how it's going to play out. McCaffrey's going to have a full week uh, with them now. So I expect Jeff Wilson to, to be the, the backup. McCaffrey's going to be in play. Uh, even at, at 8,700, we saw him put up 22.8 in Carolina uh, against these Rams. So I think McCaffrey's in play. You can play Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. Um, this game probably won't be as high scoring as expected. So I got the Niners at 22 and a half and the Rams at 20 uh, right now for a 43 and a half total. So not sure there'll be a lot of points, but there are some individuals you can play. There, I, I'm worried about CMC's value going to San Francisco. I mean, I know he's playing mm-hmm. with a better team, but he's just yeah. not going to be the man like he was in uh, Carolina. You know, I, I just can't see him getting those same amount of touches that he got week in and week out. He may not need the same amount of touches, which will mm-hmm. be good for Christian McCaffrey, but I don't know that we're going to necessarily be able to expect him to get that 24 you know, it'd be that superstar that he was a couple of years ago uh, with the number one pick and so forth. I, I, I'm not worried about his value. I'm not saying trade Christian McCaffrey because he's going to be a, an RB1, but I just don't know if we can expect him to have that Superman cape on in San Francisco. I mean, it's all with their offensive line, though. So they can scheme him to have big games and be efficient. Um, we've seen Jeff Wilson put up 20-plus. Uh, McCaffrey's more talented than, than Jeff Wilson. So okay. just keep that in mind. I know Trent Williams has been out uh all pro uh, offensive tackle, maybe the best offensive tackle in the NFL. So that's a, a key miss. But yeah, just the, the scheme that the Shanahan scheme, we've seen it throughout even his father's career. They know how to free open, you know, your Terrell Davis is your Clinton Portis is. So they, they can definitely make it happen. Um, he just has to get, you know, into that system and get more familiar with it. Okay. All right. All right. I'll trust you on that. I, I don't like the injury history of Christian McCaffrey or of San Francisco running backs, and I don't, I'm not sure how that, that's going to mesh together either. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's but, true. but, but it's you know, he's a, he's RB one by far. I just don't know if he's Christian McCaffrey of Carolina. 43 and a half points is this next game's total. No, it's not Pierre. No, it's not. I was looking at the wrong one. 45 is this next game's total mm-hmm. New York giants at the Seattle Seahawks and the Seattle Seahawks at home are favored by three points. I don't know if DK Metcalf's going to play or not, but I know that Daniel Jones at 5,700 looks like a pretty good play against this Seattle defense, Pierre. Yeah, Seattle's one of those defenses that, you know, just give up a lot of points. They have been better than themselves at home. So keep that in mind going into this. I wouldn't play their their defense from a, a DFS standpoint, but we saw them kind of hold Arizona in check, score 14 points. Um, Atlanta, Denver, they've been solid. 
um, at home, averaging around seven versus 5.2 on the road. So okay. keep that in mind. But yeah, Daniel Jones is, is fine at his price tag. Again, for me personally, I just think you can go down to Ellinger and kind of yeah. get more bang for your, your buck. What about, what about 1700? Go ahead. What about running backs? Who's your favorite running back in this game as far as value goes? Christian Walker? Uh, it's, it's, it's Saquon. Oh. He, I, he, I know, he, I know he, Walker's good. Like he's, he's come up only about 700. He's, he was really good at Michigan State. Um, so I get that, but Saquon against Seattle, like we just we just saw Eckler just explode. And Saquon's in the same spot. Eighty one hundred's not bad at all for Saquon Barkley. You disagree? No, well, I haven't seen him hit that twenty four points yet. You know, if I'm gonna go three times the value, uh, I, I say yet. I don't know that I've seen him nope, not all year. All year. So what not. what's been his best um oh, there was back Tennessee at Tennessee. Okay, well, okay, all right. So Jacksonville, Baltimore, Green Bay, Chicago, Dallas. So he hasn't really had to put Dallas, Carolina. All right, so so it's the defenses that have held him back. Yeah, I think so uh, a okay. little bit. And this is going to be the best matchup he's had on the ground, I think, all year. Okay, all right, all right. I'll trust you on that. If it's not a DK Metcalf week, if DK Metcalf is unable to play, is it a Tyler Lockett week? Or I, I can't believe Geno Smith is making somebody like Marquise Goodwin uh, <laughs> fantasy relevant. And, but I, I, all these guys have got big old red numbers by their by their names. Can we can we just uh can we can we give an applause for Pete Carroll? Yeah, I just want to take time to, to clap for him because okay. he got a lot of <laughs> flack for that Russell Wilson stuff, not letting Russ cook. And he may have been on to something like, I don't think he's getting enough credit for one being willing to, to trade Russell Wilson, but also going to Geno. So he had the the competition with Drew Locke. And if you look at the preseason, I thought Drew Locke played better than Geno, but he still went to Geno and, and Geno's definitely rewarded him. I think they're leading the NFC West, if I'm not mistaken, like Seattle's leading the, the West that has the Rams, that has the 49ers, the Cardinals. It's none of those teams. It's the Seattle Seahawks at four or three on top of that division. So applause to, to Pete Carroll. Uh, from a receiver standpoint, uh, if DK misses, I don't – I mean, I think Lockett's the only one I would play. Okay. I don't feel comfortable going back to the Olympian and Marquise Goodwin. Uh, he, he took away his two <laughs> touchdowns. He's He's got ten. So, uh, you know, it'd probably just be Lockett. But I think Fant's in play. Um, 2,800, it's tough between him and, and Disley. They're both on the field, but I feel like Fant's more talented. So 2,800, I don't mind Noah Fant, um, if, even more so if, if Metcalf misses uh, to be a, a cheap tight end type of okay. play. And I think that we talked about Geno Smith in the preseason on all that stuff, mm-hmm. too, about how good he looked last year and all that. Wondell Robinson is questionable again. I, I just can't believe all the cues by the wide receiving names there at, at for, <laughs> for the New York Giants. And still, they're they're winning. They're producing. They're, they're, they're being, you know, a team that you can find things on. But if, Dallin, if Bellinger is out for... The New York Giants as well. That does add more value to Saquon Barkley, and he's he's out because of the eye thing going on. And there's mm-hmm. not really any other red zone threats down there other than Daniel Jones, Pierre, uh, being able yeah. to run it in himself. You know, and I mean, and that's what got him there last week. He ran for a hundred yards and a touchdown. Uh, I don't know if that'll happen again. Uh, he can't seem to to get his feet under him for some reason when he breaks free. He stumbled again. I don't know if you saw that or not. But. <laughs> No, I didn't. He was, he was on the run and broke free, and he stumbled over himself. It wasn't as bad as that game like a couple years ago, but it was still pretty bad. He may have scored had he stayed on his feet. But, yeah, his, his rushing upside will help. And uh, like you said, without Bellinger, I don't think they'll they'll really go to, to Myrak that much. So, yeah, I don't mind Jones. I just I think I'll get cheaper personally because Ellinger 
has rushing upside. And he's only 4K. We we like those cheap <laughs> quarterbacks. Hey, Pierre, start putting together one of those lineups for me, and I will remind everybody to follow you over on Twitter at PeeWee31. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. And you can follow me at Loafinit over on Twitter as well. Please like the show. Please subscribe to the show on whatever listening platform you like to listen to the, the podcast on. Please do that and share it with other people. And leave a review. Leave a, leave a, leave a comment. Leave a, leave, you know, those things always help push the show up in the ranks. And we're not really after that or anything. We like having a lot of fun, especially on on our DraftKings contest when we get to see new names that pop in there every so often and new winners all the time too. I don't personally like you guys taking my money, but that's just me personally. <laughs> but you know, I, I get it back every once in a while. So I thought I was gonna get it last year. I thought I was gonna make the winner circle last week, Pierre. And Kenny Walker just gave me a little bit short. I was just a little bit short. You're right there. I think you were like four or five. I was down in nine, so I didn't I didn't have the the grade. I was looking all right until the, the afternoon games and like all of them like went nuts. <laughs> which was insane but this week you know what i'm gonna be in the afternoon so i know you like to guess my my quarterback who do you got for me <laughs> oh i think it's gonna be uh let's see let's see which one it's gonna be this week how about ellen ellinger and sammy i call him sam because i'll never get that name right so that's... <laughs> yeah it's it's sam ellinger i'm gonna go ahead and roll the the die so all right pierre i'm I proud do of like you her. buddy i'm so proud I of do... you <laughs> yeah i'm joining that bottom bottom of the barrel just for you <laughs> Uh, 4K is just hard to pass up for a, a starter. Solid matchup uh, hey. against Washington. Okay, go ahead. I was gonna say let's let's get. I, whenever I do that, whenever I put in a cheap quarterback, I always like to get a cheap defense too. And then it feels like I got so much money, man. I can just go anywhere all the time. <laughs> so I'm not. I, I I don't know if I'm going. Let me see. So give you me Henry. I want the King. Okay. Eight four hundred against the Texans because I can pay up there. I want Saquon too. Um, against Seattle. So I'm paying up a running back. Again, 4K, man, it opens it up. So uh, 8,100 for Saquon. Give me Cooper Cup. Up. Give me two Cooper Cups. Uh, I, I, I would go Cup, but let me go Paris Campbell to, to pair up with Ellinger. 4,500. I like Campbell. He does have the, the speed ability. I'm, I think I'm going to go mid here. So give me give me Mostert against the Lions, like running backs against the Lions. Give me Mostert at 5,900. 5, Put him at a running back spot. Put either uh, Henry or, or Barkley down in the flex so you have flexibility there. DJ Moore, 5,300, going up against the Falcons. Really like that matchup with him. Uh, give me part of the Eagles. I don't have hurt, so give me Devontae Smith, uh, 6,300, to give me a part of the Eagles. I'll pick on the Cardinals again at tight end. Go Irv Smith at 3,500, and please me just enough for the Cowboys defense hey. at 4K to – Go ahead and pay up for defense there. So Sam Ellinger, Derrick Henry, Raheem Mostert, Paris Campbell, DJ Moore, Devontae Smith, Irv Smith, uh, Saquon Barkley, Dallas Cowboys defense. Well, just think of how much money you would have had if you would have put Ellinger and Kez Watkins into that same lineup. (laughs) Wow. No. (laughs) You got Cooper Cup in there. Hey, good job, buddy. I appreciate all your time, all your effort. And building those lineups on Sunday really pays off. You you know your stuff, man. And uh, I always appreciate everything you bring to the table, my friend. Well, thank you. Appreciate the vote of confidence. Appreciate the listeners. Looking forward to getting at the top of that that league myself this week with our content. <laughs> Make sure you follow him at Pee-wee, at Wee 31 over on Twitter. But more importantly than that, action. May always may find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.